Your attention, please. This is like a vision. Capture that essence of feeling in a song. Like a vision. The point is to collaborate. I think we're going to reveal an original <laughs> undercover will be played like a version on Triple J. An extra special Friday morning this morning because gang of youths are in for like a version in the big studio downstairs, may we add. You might remember uh, AB Original and Paul mm-hmm. Kelly using it at the end of last year and Dave Pepe. Our front man of the band joins us now. Good morning, my friend. You actually made a really good effort to pronounce my last name, all right? Because a lot of people struggle with it a little bit. It's, it's uh, Leo Pepe. You actually came as bad as close as anyone. Really? Yeah. So I'm actually okay. really impressed. Okay. I know why he's taking this so seriously because, and he's not just, I'm not just saying this because you're here. He's a big fan of your music. Um, I've only ever seen him put on deodorant before two like a version. The first one uh, was Kasabian. The second one was this morning for Gang of Youth. Yeah. Well, I mean, when he rubbed his elbow in my face uh, just before to make me smell it. It's <laughs> a few people have been uh, pulling me up this morning as well, being like, hey, mate, are you wearing all black because Dave from Gang of Youth is coming in this morning? And look, I, look, I think, yes, you, you do wear you a lot of black. You pull off way better than I do, though, to be clear. I don't know about that. You have the body for it. But look, either. referees, goths, old Italian women, <laughs> these people have cornered the market for a long time, yeah. you know? It's, it's not just like it's, it's you and me here. Um, <laughs> now, I, I am extra excited, though, because I, I must admit, I caught your show at the Horden Pavilion last week, and I really mean it, man. You guys put on one of the most amazing shows I've seen this year, Thank and me and everyone else around me, there was just so many emotions. There was dancing. People were like pouring their hearts oh, out. There was tears. Everyone was hugging each other. It was unbelievable. Honestly, it was. I I cried like a baby before we went on stage, <laughs> and like everyone, the boys were all getting excited. I'm like standing at the side, like bawling my eyes out because like the Horton Pavilion. Growing up in Sydney, growing up really poor, um, in the inner west of Sydney as well, the Horton Pavilion sort of like a beacon of um, a world I'd never thought I would join. You know, um, I, I told the story actually at the Horton, but I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been Queens of the Stone. It's something. It might have been like twelve or thirteen, trying to get into the Horton, trying to sneak in, trying to pay scalp a half what he was asking to get into a show, and I just couldn't. And I remember the first time I think I ever saw anybody there or could afford to pay for a show, I said, "The woman might need to go see Muse." You know, and. I decided that, hey, I'm going to try and play there one day. And the first time we ever played there was with Vampire Weekend 2014, and we completely botched it. It was really oh, it no. was horrible. It was terrible. And so that felt like a reclamation of a dream for me. So I don't know, it, was, it, was, it was super fun. Like, it's a hometown show, and obviously packing out the Horton is yeah. kind, of kind of a big, um, I suppose, achievement. But yeah. I don't know the emotion for me was very much entrenched in the fact that none of us really deserved to or should have been there. And for some, you know, weird disclosure of uh of fate we managed to uh to get there and that was super emotional yeah. sob and sob and sob well i'll tell you what mate more than more than deserving and i'm sure everyone else agrees and go farther in lightness your second album 16 tracks mm-hmm. all <laughs> extremely uh personal beautiful songs it's an That's album right. that we've we've enjoyed a lot it was our feature album here a few weeks ago um did you ever think it would be accepted this well on no. this level no i mean for the, for the most part, I didn't think we think the first album would be accepted. We, we've always kind of endeavoured to become um, the sum of our parts, which is you know uh, a- ambitious, emotive, you know, and, and literate. Um, and we always wanted to connect with people, and and that was kind of the heart behind the record. The fact that it did well um, is sort of a peripheral ambition of ours. You know, it's just a bonus. Yeah, yeah. We just like the feeling of a kid writing to us and like, "Hey, my mom's going through cancer," or like, "Hey, my best mate committed suicide, and this is helping." Uh, is infinitely more tangible and real to us than any kind of like 
you know, any kind of measurable success. Mm. Definitely. Because um, we got into this work to, to help people and to touch people and to affect people. And I think that's the motivation from the beginning to the end. Well, yeah. I've seen it for myself and you've obviously, like you said, you've seen it as well. Uh, we all have what this music can do and how powerful it is. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to have you in this morning. Excellent. To do like a version, and I think we should just get into it. Anyway. Yeah, well, you're about to slink back into the studio there with the rest yeah, of the I'm guys. Zip back in. What uh, what original are you going to be doing? We're going to do our song, um, The Deeper Size of the Frankest Shadows. Frank Shadows. Okay, yeah. all righty, all right. Well, mate, you zip back in there. As we said, it's a big room special today, so you'll be able to see that in the like a version video a little bit later on. Gang of Youths in this morning to do a track off of their amazing album, Go Father and Lightness, The Deeper Size, The Frankest Shadows. Whenever you're ready, guys. Take it away.
eyes and the frankest of shadows ago They were pushing stone up a mountainous west And the lines of the store are bright lines and a beautiful face God, gang of views in this morning for Triple J's Like A Version, The Deeper Size, The Frankest Shadows. Dave from the band coming back in uh, to the big studio now. Mate, I tell you what, we were just looking through the window there and the energy you guys provided is unmatched. You just made that little studio booth feel like an arena. Yeah, whenever we play room, whether it's to 20 people or like 200, we kind of treated it as if we were playing to a lot. Of, and I think part of that is just embedded in the attitude that we have that we want to, you know, completely lose ourselves and lose our sense of restraint on stage because I think there's a there's a healing power of performing and a redemptive power of rock and roll music mm. in my life that I, that is always kind of laid bare on stage. And uh, the criticism that we received early on is sort of, you know, I've recognized now as unfounded because we are filling out bigger rooms. So it's kind of yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's this insecurity about battle for ages, you know, like no one likes to be shat on by some horn rimmed, like unreasonable uh, swear word um, on the internet. But I think the notion of, you know, wanting to um, channel enormous energy and enormous, gusto and bravado uh 
in any space is really important to us because it's a, it's part and parcel of being lost in this world that we're creating sonically. Mm. You know? Come story, mate. I mean, that room's as big as a garage. People can see it in the video, but felt like Wembley Stadium. I'm sure it did <laughs> yeah. uh, through the speakers as well. But we do still have a cover to get to. Yes, uh, so we'll get to that after the news. Before we do, though, can we please get a clue, Dave? Everybody's got it. Okay. Everybody's got it. Everybody has it. Attention, please. This is like a version. Capture that essence of feeling in a song. Like a version. My point is to collaborate. I'm not keeping score. I think we're going to reveal an original. <laughs> Undercover will be played. Like a version. On Triple J. Gang of views in this morning for Triple J's Like A Version already crushed out their massive original The Deep Size, The Franker's Shadows. There is still a cover to get to as well, which is very exciting. And today, uh, Dave, big room. You guys, uh, you got the rest of the band at the moment secluded in the other room, but this is the first time we've done it this year. Yeah, I think so. I think the last one you did was that amazing AB original, Paul Kelly. It That's was. It, it was. Yeah. And you brought in some strings with you this time? We did. We brought in a, a non-traditional quartet. So usually a traditional squ- a quartet is a, a cello, viola, uh, violin one and two, and we have two cellos and two violins because, um, sorry, viola. The viola's most underrated string instrument, like the poor guys, and they never get a break. <laughs> well, strings is a bit of a passion of yours, isn't it? Yeah, strangely. I don't know how I developed it. And it's another thing that's often criticized, but I um, I grew up in a household that was filled with classical music yep. because of my father. Um, and it's super strange because like growing up, you know, really working class, really poor in Samoan, um, you don't really associate you know, the highbrow classical world with, you know, being a working class, mm. you know, yeah, poor yeah, yeah. boy. So it was, it was something that was really, really important in my childhood and I think maybe set the tone for a lot of my, my musical pursuits afterwards. Because your dad was an opera singer. Yeah, he was a classically trained opera singer. So did he yeah. do it around the house at all? All the time, all the yeah. time. So there's a mix of uh, my, dad's, my dad's opera singing and ABBA and uh, <laughs> occasionally the traditional Samoan, uh, you know, hymn or song or something like that. So that was what my, my childhood was like. And my sister, who's actually an infinitely more talented singer and songwriter than I am, but one of my earliest memories is her blasting blue by Joni Mitchell throughout the house. I would have been like four at the time. And she was eight and she was just learning how to play all these songs on piano. And oh, I wow. hated Joni Mitchell for like 10 years and I realized how much it influenced me how much i love her and uh she's now my favorite artist so i had this whole mission yeah actually. and yeah. i mean imagine if Stuff she played on. blue by eiffel 65 instead you could have <laughs> a completely different <laughs> i was listening i was listening to that the other week were they dutch or something i was in the other week that <laughs> I think is, so. Maybe that French. is no, probably one of those one of those weird weird kind of euro dance euro trash type <laughs> things but god damn it's a great track oh, it's so good. <laughs> i mean there could be a cover coming out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's it could, got it it could yeah. be the new derude sandstorm <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone's got it is the clue that we've been given this morning uh for gang of views like a version we mentioned strings there i know there's a, a guns and roses strings cover in the new Ooh. album you do have a guns and roses tattoo, I do have a tattoo of guns and roses. there's also nods uh to springsteen we could be getting something from the boss but what is the clue here what can you reveal to us what you're going to be covering this morning we are covering blood by the middle east a little band from townsville big song big song big classic i think it's like almost 10 years old that song yeah it's a great song though and the strings perfect perfect yeah, for what you yeah. guys are doing why the middle east though i think for at least three of us in the band uh that song had uh, you know 
a huge and tremendous impact on our, on our adolescence. You know, I wasn't necessarily that into indie rock, um, you know, going through adolescence. I mean, you know, I was into your pavements and your Wilco's. Um, and then obviously Arcade Fire brought out Funeral and Sophia Stevens at Illinois. And then The National had Alligator. And so I was starting, starting to, you know, become a little bit more open this, you know, kind of indie rock world because I was only into hardcore punk and black metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the Middle East brought out this song uh, with, and another one called The Darker Side. And that was the Australian answer to this kind of movement that was happening overseas. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, this song has a lot of significance for um, for Chachi, a guitar player. I mean, this is, I mean, I think he introduced it to me. So, Oh, wow, there you yeah. go. I used to recommend a lot of music to him and I think this is the one that he recommended back. Yeah. And it was, you know, I was like, Jesus, this is, this is quite stirring, you know? Um, and it is a stirring song and it's a song that has, uh, you know, lyrical weight to me, obviously, because of my, my history with cancer um, and, you know, loss and death and things like that, you know? Um, so I think, you know, we thought, why not? We we could kind of, you know, I talked about creating a world around the song. We wanted to create like a, our own little world around this really formative song for us. Okay, Dave, well, Chochi, Max, Jung and Donnie are all waiting for you in the next studio. So you best slink over there. Uh, for the huge cover of the Middle East with blood this morning for Like A Version, Gang of Youths. And if you're ready, guys, take it away.
Game views again in this morning for Like A Version, doing the Middle East blood, beautiful stuff. Dave's just walked back in from the big studio. Thank you so much for that, man. That you was amazing. absolutely welcome. Thanks so much for this, having me. This is our first uh, time experiencing um, somebody like a version in the big studio. And, this is uh, the first time. I would like, just like time. to say, I personally believe you are worthy successes of this uh, of this job. So oh, thank Thanks, you, man. Mate. And uh, yeah, I, you were something special in that big studio. You made, right. it, made it memorable. That's Look, right. the strings, the piano is all beautiful, all tied together nicely. Mm-hmm. And if people want a bit of a taste of that uh, hometown, for us, not for you. Yeah. <laughs> <Our> hometown, <laughs> Adelaide tonight at the Thebi Theatre, and then last chance before you shoot off uh, to back to Europe in uh, to catch Gang of Youths tomorrow at Fremantle. Man, I, I could not recommend the shows high enough. Good luck for the rest of the tour. It's been huge, and hopefully we'll catch you in the country again soon. Boys, absolute pleasure. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Okay, ready? Can I have a bit of a, a bit more volume in the headphones? Um, a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> we love ice cream. We love popcorn. But mostly, we love music. Triple J. <laughs>